Hi y'all, George Lacey here of A Cup With Joe, and I am standing in front of Chris Smith, who is one of my mentors, and so I'm really excited to be here. I am starting a new podcast series called Hashtag 7 Questions With, and Chris is my first guest. If you don't know who Chris Smith is, you should, but he is author of Conversion Code and co-founder of Curator. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, seven questions, super mm -hmm, fast, mm -hmm. but be as detailed as you like. Okay. So, Question one, what are two mistakes in your life or blunders that you learned the most from? Yeah, I would say one of the mistakes I made was chasing pots of gold instead of riding rainbows. You know, when you're, you hear about Silicon Valley and you hear about all these tech companies and so much of the focus is on the sale, yeah. the exit, or like going public, you know? And as you grow up and learn more about business, like the, the work is the pleasure. Yeah, you know, really and I, I just think too many entrepreneurs are, even when we did the bucket list question today, yeah. what's your bucket list? Oh, to quit working. Yeah. What's what your bucket list? <laughs> my bucket list was to meet Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, so awesome. I, I do think that uh, one of the big mistakes would be thinking that the destination is the journey and right. the journey is the gold. Right. The other one would just be, you know, we have a thing we say a curator, hire slow and fire fast. Mm -hmm. And I would extend that ideology to your business partners. Yeah. So if you're gonna partner with something and you're gonna like have equity and you're gonna share you know, equity with someone, you have to be like 10 times slower with making that decision. A lot of times we come up with an idea for a business, we call our buddy, so we call another buddy, yeah. next thing you know, you, you got equity on paper with three guys. Right. And so I would just say, just be patient. You know, as much as it's fun to get a great idea and rush into it, uh, those mistakes can really hurt you in the long run. Right. Awesome. So what was your last aha moment and how did it change you? Great question. Uh, my last aha moment for me was at our conference recently mm -hmm. watching Phil M. Jones give his keynote presentation. You know, I'm a professional speaker. I make really good money. I feel blessed <laughs> to speak everywhere I go. They yeah. love it. But my aha was I can get better. Yeah. You know, you get complacent. Like when you're great, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to keep pushing yourself for excellence. So when I, when I saw Phil, uh, what, he, what he said the other day on Facebook after his speech at our conference is he says a, a speech is really just a lot of conversations with one people. Yeah. There's no such thing as a big conversation right. with the whole crowd. And so my aha was just his performance, his theatrics, his patience, uh, his engagement with the crowd. Like it was just like, man, I can get better. Yeah. Uh, like I said today at the event, I said, you have to always be learning more than you're earning. Right. And so sometimes when you're doing good, you know, you start getting that inflated head that you can't get better. <laughs> so it's just to me, it's just like even just the guy that just spoke now, he killed mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, man, I need to use better jokes. I need to use better videos. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't get a lot of ahas. I try to give ahas, <laughs> but certainly get a bunch of them, too. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So what is a piece of advice that you preach that people rarely follow? Yeah, this is one that uh, so the first thing that comes to mind, and let's let's tell your audience, I did yes. not know what these questions yes, were, correct. so these are just <laughs> the the piece of advice that comes to mind is we had a conference where I did a full workshop on personal branding, mm -hmm. and when people ask me about personal branding, they're always asking me, what should I post? Where should I post? How often should yeah. I post? When should I post? Yeah. And you know what they never ask? Why? Yeah. Who am I posting for? Right. So that for me would be something where I wish more people would say, why do I, why am I doing this? Right. 
And if the answer is just like, I want to make more money, yeah. you already kind of lose. Right, you do. And then the other big one, I think at our conference, people were just, it was just open their eyes. Like, who's your audience? Right. So many agents are performing for other agents. Mm -hmm. So many people like me that are authors and speakers or, or thought leaders, right. they're trying to perform for other thought leaders. My audience is you, Jordan. Yeah. You're the, the practitioner that's trying to make money, trying to grow our business. I never forgot that. So I would say people don't think about their why. The way I try to think about that yeah. is what do you want on your tombstone? Right. You know, and then the what and all the other stuff is really easy if you get the why and the who. You know, what to post and when right. and how often is usually dictated just, by why you're doing it and who you're doing it's more for. Clear. Exactly. You why. Okay. Do you need us? No, I was gonna grab food. No problem. <laughs> grab is, as much as you want. It's yours. <laughs> what is one thing you have learned from your children? You have to say. Yeah. One. Yeah. Man, the one thing I've learned, the thing that I've learned the most about being, uh, here's the thing, and I'm sure you would agree with this because I know you have kids too. The majority of the advice that you give your kids, you're actually giving yourself. Right. So it's just like you're like mad at your daughter because she's a certain way, or you're going and telling your son that you want him to, you know, why are you on the phone so much? Why am I on the phone so much? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you speaking over your mother, Maya? Why do I speak over my wife? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, what I've learned is that, you know, you have to constantly be trying to groom them, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like if you're a grown up and you're almost 40 and you yeah. still haven't figured it out, how can how you expect you your kids to? It's just yeah. not even fair to ask them that. to. I yeah. love that. So what's you the greatest- You guys do your thing, we're good. What's the greatest lesson you learned as a child? Whew, the greatest lesson, these are great questions. Thank you. Yes, you're a good interviewer. Um, the greatest lesson I learned as a child, man, you know, I would say that uh, your why really matters. Like my goal of making money and making a better life for myself was never to have like cars and uh, you know mansions or yeah. girls or anything. Yeah. Like I, I grew up and my mom was in a tough situation, domestic violence and stuff, and so it just made me realize like if your if your why is powerful enough, you'll accomplish anything. Right. Um, the other thing I learned as a kid, I had a bunch of friends that were athletes that, you know, we're in Polk County, Lakeland, yeah. Florida. No one's even heard of it. And all of a sudden, FSU's coming to town and UCLA is coming to town and the University of Florida and Miami. They all want to come meet us. Not me, yeah. but the actual <laughs> athletes. And what I learned through that, you know, to have friends at a young age that were being recruited all over the country. It was just like, you know what? If you've got enough skill, you can do great things with your life. And I was self-aware enough to know that sports was not my great right. skill, but it doesn't matter where you're from or what color you are or, you know, a lot of the things that we yeah. think dictate our outcome. It really is just about believing you can, recognizing what your special gift is, and then not quitting until you accomplish right. your goals. Can you add what's your why? Yeah, I, for me personally, you know, once I met my wife and had my kids, mm -hmm. I, it's not that I want to, you know, be a great parent. Like, I, I don't feel any need to prove to anyone that I'm a great parent. I don't feel the need to prove to anyone that I'm a good husband. Like, for me, I don't, I, I would say it at our conference, like, it's like a red flag when someone, like, oh, yeah, props out their uh, spouse publicly. It's like, <laughs> oh, I wonder what he did wrong. wrong. 
you know, I want to be a business legend. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to inspire. I want to be the next Walt Disney. Yeah. You know, I'm from Orlando, and I see what Disney built, and yeah. he's long gone. And I see that people come all over the world and have that experience at Disney. And I see Disney is still a relevant brand to this day. Michael Jordan is my other role model. <laughs> I'm wearing his shoes yes. right now. He hasn't played basketball in a long time. He isn't even really active on social, but he is a legend. Yeah. So my goal is to be a business legend and by sharing what I know with other business people. Right. I'll give you one of my favorite quotes from Tupac. Okay. <laughs> I might not change the world, but I guarantee I'll spark the mind that does. Oh, that's that's what cool. I think about I a lot. That. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah. So let's see. Number six. Mm -hmm. Is there a moment in your life you wish you could relive? What is it? What would And would you do anything differently? Yeah, you're asking tough questions, but I'm going to be really transparent here. The, the number one moment I wish I could relive would be the birth of my daughter. Mm -hmm. Because I was so connected to my phone. I was so connected to work. I was more focused on sharing the experience with my fans on Facebook and I wasn't really laser focused on my wife and, and on you know my family that was right in front of me so I don't have a lot of regrets and I don't think people should have regrets because you always learn from it but I was just telling a friend the other day whose wife is pregnant I said listen you got to go all in for that week, the week after, mm -hmm. because you don't get it back. No. You know, a lot of times we get to make up for screwing up. Yeah. But I will never get to go back to my daughter's birth and be in the moment. Yeah. And I do regret that. I was focusing like crazy on like side hustle when my daughter was just born, and mm -hmm. I missed out on moments because I was always in front of my computer blogging for this. Or exactly. That. And it's sad. In the long term, you regret it. As you're doing it, it you almost feels right. You don't realize. Yeah. So I always regretted that, and uh, I won't get to make it up because yeah. I have no more kids. No. <laughs> I hear you on that. Okay, number seven. Mm -hmm. Finish the sentence. Mm -hmm. The most successful people in the in the world or in this life are the ones who do what? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind there, and I don't, I, I'm not a big overwork. I'm not the one that says get up at five in the morning and, and grind and yeah. hustle your face off. Like I think that stuff's overrated. But one of my attorney friends, he said something that I never forgot, and it was go in early, stay late, and do it for a long ass time. So many people expect six months, 12 months, 18 months. Like I've been working full time since I was 14. Yeah. Before I got my first full time job, I was selling blow pops and candy at school. Like you have to do this stuff for a while. And I know it sucks to hear that if you're just getting started. Right. Oh, be patient. Think long term. But it's so true. Yeah. You know, for me, it's about kind of waking up early, staying in late and doing that for a long time. I have a rule for myself. If I, when I was working for other right. people, I would never ask for anything in the first year. The first year for me was about performance. Mm -hmm. It was about being amazing. I wanted them to come to me and say, hey Chris, you. you're doing great. What can we do to help you even more? Versus yeah. so many people, they'll be on the job for a month or two, they'll have a good month in sales or they'll be good at marketing for a month and they just think they're ordained. Yeah, it is generational. You know, my dad was a cop and his dad was a mechanic. And, you know, when you're a cop and a mechanic for 30, 35 years, you know, they go in early, they stay late. Yeah. And they didn't. their goal was to work for 30 years for the same company. Yeah. And now it's just like people are so scatterbrained. They, like you said, they want a side hustle. They yeah. want a real job. They want to be yeah. an entrepreneur. Like, be, be comfortable with where you're at. 
I have enjoyed every job. If Curator fell apart or had to go work at Best Buy, yeah. I would love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love working. I mean, I've always had great managers and mentors. So uh, I guess that would be my advice on number seven. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview for the podcast. And yeah. how can people find you or reach out to you? Yeah, well, it's very hard to find me because my name is Chris Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much impossible. But uh, if you just search Chris at Curator.com, my email address, Google that's a good tip for your audience if you Google an email address you'll find all the results for them and I would love them to connect with me on Instagram connect with my Facebook page awesome well thank you so much you're welcome good stuff thank you you did great